Welcome to Lawcast BC, a podcast produced by the Law Society of British Columbia. If you're wondering about what the Law Society does, how we do it, and how it impacts you, you've come to the right place. The Law Society regulates lawyers in BC. Our mandate is to protect the public. I'm Vinny Yoon, your host and producer for Lawcast BC. This podcast will cover a wide range of topics that relate to the legal profession, regulation, and most importantly, how it's going to impact the public. Today, we're going to be talking about a really important topic, mental health, and how lawyers can access the resources they need. A national survey was published last year on the state of legal professionals' mental health in Canada. The results were alarming. More than half of respondents in BC reported experiencing psychological distress. Many of them said they did not seek help despite needing it. And some of their main reasons? They worried that what they say will be shared with the law society, they don't know enough about services available, or they don't believe assistance programs can help them. We're here to help address some of those concerns. So we're really lucky today to have two of our staff members here from the Law Society. Welcome, Rose and Claire. Thank you. Hi, Vinny. Thanks for having us. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you've done to support lawyers' mental health? Sure. So I- I'm Claire Marchant. I'm the Director of Policy and Practice at the Law Society. I've been here since 2017 when I joined the Practice Advice Department as our Practice Advisor and Equity Ombudsperson. Um, I think a really important part of what the Law Society does to protect the public is to ensure that lawyers have the tools they need to succeed in the, in the execution of their duty. And so I think having access to those resources in the law society and then also external to it with, with respect to mental health is just so important in supporting them in the execution of what they do. And I'm Rose Morgan. I am a UX and content strategist with the practice advice department. I've been with the law society since 2021. I started as a summer student. My most recent project, uh, I was instrumental in creating the Advice Decision-Making Assistant, which is an interactive tool for lawyers to be able to connect with practice advice, ethical advice, and find resources to help them. So it was the first of its kind at the Law Society, and it's pretty exciting. So let's just dive right into it. There was a national survey that was done. The results were released last year. What do we know about the state of lawyers' mental health in British Columbia and Canada? It was a nationwide study. So they interviewed over 7,000 legal professionals, and it really highlighted the prevalence of mental health issues. And it showed that there is an urgent need for supporting professionals with these issues. And it's something that we had thought before was that stigma was the biggest issue or the biggest barrier for people seeking help. But it seems as though maybe instead it's more understanding around mental health. So that was really illuminating. Um, Some of the numbers that came out of that were pretty shocking. There was almost 60% of legal professionals surveyed reported feeling psychological distress. And this number was way higher among women, articling students, folks in the LGBTQ community and legal professionals living with a disability. It was 74% reported feeling psychological distress. 
The same thing for legal professionals under 35. They're experiencing really high rates of anxiety and high levels of burnout. So we saw that especially in legal professionals between 31 and 35 and women under 40. It also surveyed why people don't get help, which was really interesting, especially in terms of creating programs. So the top reasons were, I told myself it's temporary, it will pass. They didn't have the energy to commit right now to improving their mental health. There's also financial reasons. And in terms of what the legal regulator's role is, we saw that people were worried that their information would be shared with the regulator. They didn't believe that the programs offered would help them, and they didn't know enough. So that was really valuable information for us, definitely, in creating some new programs that can help both on the website and connecting with other services too. I think it's important for us to think about this in the context also of what it means for the public and what lawyers who do well and thriving and why that's important to the law society. Do you want to say more about that, Rose? Yeah, definitely. Um, We know that anybody who has experienced mental health issues know that you really do feel your best when you're not in psychological distress. Probably won't come as a surprise to many. And I'd say like the Law Society has uh, an interest in supporting legal professionals' well-being. And that is in part for protecting the public interest. We know that people who are in a healthy emotional and mental position will better be able to meet their responsibilities, both privately and professionally. And I think also on a personal level, like the Law Society is made up of people and of legal professionals and people like Claire, they always recognize that, you know, lawyers are people too, and, and it's important to care for your community. And being a lawyer is stressful, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a really important job and it's a stressful job. You're dealing with people, you're dealing with their, not only their money, but their livelihoods at times, their families, their liberty. And I think it's really important for the institution to recognize that that lawyers are people and that part of protecting the public is supporting lawyers in the execution of their duty. And that means um, giving them the tools to be their best selves. Are there some signs that lawyers should look for um, for themselves or the people around them that it might be time to seek mental health support or mental health resources? It's a really good question, Vinny, and I just think it's so important to emphasize the importance of lawyers taking care of themselves and taking care of their colleagues. I think one of the, the key things folks should look for in themselves and also in others is some sort of observable, noticeable change. So with people around you, you might notice a change in behavior, they might lose interest in something they used to enjoy, they might seem to have a shift in their mood or their energy level. They might seem like they're withdrawing a bit. You might see um, an increase in substance use. You're looking for those observable changes. And I think when you're having conversations with your colleagues, it's okay to ask, how are you doing? Uh, And it's okay to say, I've noticed this change in you because now you're not saying you seem sad or what's wrong. You're saying, this is the, this is the change that I, that I've noticed so that there's something more, more objective to frame the conversation in. But if you see those changes, it's worthy of a, of a, maybe a, how are you doing another thought similar with yourself? If, you know, this will look different for different people, but Maybe if you saw in yourself a change in appetite or sleep or energy level, maybe feeling more nervous, more anxious, more mood changes, more irritability, problems thinking. So uh, brain fog, your 
racing thoughts, maybe a change in your ability to concentrate, feeling a bit more forgetful, feeling overwhelmed, a big one, uh, like you can't manage everything. Those are all things that I think it's worth it's worth taking a beat. And that's a hard thing for lawyers, right? They're running fast. There's lots to do. But I think it's always a worthy use of your time to take a moment to say, what's going on with me? Uh, and what's going on with a colleague saying, how are you doing to make sure that you can be your best self and your colleagues can too? Uh, it's also really important to be thoughtful for yourself and your colleagues if there's periods of big change. You know, Some of the biggest changes folks go through in their life are, are moving, changing jobs, uh, changing a relationship, um, someone passing away in the family. And so those can be real moments where uh, I think you, people should be kinder to themselves and kinder to their friends and colleagues. Those are really good tips. And I especially love the part about observable characteristics or changes uh, in our colleagues. Now, I think, Rose, you mentioned that the Law Society had done some things uh, in response to the national survey and its findings. So there are some changes to the website. We recently updated it with something called the new Lawyer Wellbeing Hub. So what is that? What can people expect to find there? So we really wanted to try and organize mental health supports in a way that was comprehensive really easy to navigate. So once you click on to the Lawyer Wellbeing Hub right on the Law Society's website, you'll see our tile presentation and we have everything from the Mental Health Task Force to their alternative discipline process. You can find more information about that. There's frequently asked questions, which I feel is a really good primer for people. So those talk about lawyer well-being generally and also the Law Society's role in promoting mental health. Uh, there's also links to practice advice. So you can call up a practice advisor if you need. There's more information on that. And finally, there are our services that the Law Society promotes to lawyers. So LifeSpeak, Health One, the Lawyers Assistance Program, and a list of external resources that we thought may be helpful. So from what I understand, uh, the TELUS Health One service is actually paid for by the Law Society for lawyers in BC. What kind of services does that offer and how can lawyers access it? So TELUS Health One used to be known as LifeWorks, and it kind of operates like an employee assistance program that an employer would put forward for its employees, but it's available to all practicing lawyers in British Columbia, and it offers free, confidential, 24-7 support for issues related to mental, physical, social, and financial well-being for articled students, lawyers, and their immediate families. Um, so it's really important that these services are confidential and they are free, and it would be great for lawyers that maybe don't have access to an employee assistance program at their firm or in addition to to those services, you absolutely can look for support through all avenues. Um, there's no need to stick to just one. The services at TELUS Health One include confidential consultations, there's access to information and resources, abilities to connect and to community agencies, supports, and then also referrals to, to counseling services. I can't speak highly enough of folks speaking to counselors. I think there is a real value of being able to speak confidentially to a person who doesn't have any skin in the game. 
that is just there for you. It's great to rely on friends. And I'm so happy for folks that have those networks to connect with. But having someone in your corner um, that you can just talk about how things are feeling for you with no fear about how that might impact another party, I just think is such an invaluable resource for folks. And I really encourage people uh, to take advantage of this and the many other resources we'll talk about today with respect to mental health. I think something that's important to emphasize with respect to reaching out to these resources too, is there's no need for a question to be big. There's no reason for, to wait for a problem to get to a certain size before you engage with mental health services. You will never by the practice advisors, by any service you contact uh, that's supported by the law society ever be made to feel like your question is silly or your question is small. If you feel the need to reach out, do, don't give a thought to, ooh, is this a big enough problem? If you want to reach out, that's exactly what it's there for. And because these services are provided or paid for by the Law Society, does that mean the Law Society has any access to that information? I know a lot of lawyers, one of their reasons for being afraid to seek help is that somehow it will get back to their regulator. It's such an important question, Vinny, um, and absolutely the question of will we have access to that information? Absolutely no. The Law Society is committed to respecting the privacy and confidentiality of the services that lawyers access. All the services that the Law Society supports are confidential. No one at the Law Society will know that you access any of those services. We don't monitor investigate or discipline lawyers on the basis that they're experiencing a well-being issue or, or seeking support. And there's no exchange of personal information between the Law Society and TELUS Health One or any of the other services we use. When you access these services, it's absolutely confidential. Thanks for dispelling that myth for lawyers. And aside from TELUS Health One, uh, I noticed there's also a new service called LifeSpeak. What is LifeSpeak and what can lawyers expect to find? So I love LifeSpeak. <laughs> um, it's a, in short, it's a digital wellness platform. I've described it to Claire as responsible mental health TikTok because all the people <laughs> who are on the videos are professional. And they're handpicked to create these kind of videos. So in addition to those videos, which again, those are my favorites, but I think Claire is actually partial to the ask an expert function, which mm -hmm. um, if anybody knows about a Reddit AMA, they can ask me anything. It's kind of like that, but again, for mental health. So there, there'll be an expert there. You can log on and ask your questions anonymously and they can get answered in real time, or you can go back and read the transcript. Same with the videos. You can read the transcript. That's what I like to do if I'm in a bit of a rush and I just need those little nuggets of information. They also always include digestible, ready to implement tips in your life. I think that the guided meditations as well are really cool. There's really just something for everyone. Um, I think they're also great to share with people in your life who might be struggling, but don't necessarily have the vocabulary to explain how or why or what this means, because they give clear examples and definitions, which I find is very lawyerly to define your terms <laughs> from the start, um, might be appealing for some folks and gives you some tips for moving forward too. So I'm obviously a big fan. 
Um, something else uh, that LifeSpeak offers to us, which I think is is timely at this time of year, is continuing professional development content. And so folks, if they want to, they can access the entire LifeSpeak platform and they ask me anything, they ask an expert uh, anonymously. If they choose to, they can create a separate profile through which they can access a bunch of content that's, uh, that is eligible for continuing professional development credit. Um, so something to keep in mind as the season turns to CPD season. That's always a nice little bonus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And aside from these online platforms, I know some people just really want to pick up the phone and call someone. What yeah. services are available? Sure. Well, I can't say enough good things about the Lawyers Assistance Program, which is a confidential service that provides peer support, counseling, referrals, and peer interventions for lawyers, their families, support staff, and articled students. Um, This is a really important service. It's another counseling service that is entirely confidential, in addition to the services through TELUS Health One. And again, never feel the need to only use one service. They're all available there for for lawyers to access. And so it's really important, I think, to have, in addition to the TELUS Health One counseling, that ability for that peer support through the Lawyers Assistance Program. Uh, Being a lawyer is a pretty unique thing. And I think being able to speak to people that have been in your shoes, been in the position you've been in, is, is just such an invaluable thing that the Lawyers Assistance Program provides. Another one I'm partial to, of course, is the practice advisors. Uh, as I joined the Lost Studies of Practice Advisor in 2017, and now I oversee the group. Uh, the practice advisors give confidential ethics and practice management advice to lawyers and articled students. I kind of think of us as a as an ethics crisis line. So anytime you find yourself in a situation where you need help with an issue with the code or the rules, or honestly, even if you're you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling stressed, and you, you're not sure who to call pick up the phone, phone a practice advisor. They are very, all, every single one of them has taken mental health first aid training in addition to being very well uh, equipped to describe the mental health and well-being supports that are available through the Law Society and associating service, Associated Services. You know, I say to folks, much like with accessing mental health resources, uh, no question is too silly. No question is small. Phone early, phone often the practice advisors. They will always welcome your call. I would say in particular, feel free to phone even if you can't really put your finger on yet what the problem is. If your gut's telling you something's off, even just phoning and saying, I feel funny about this thing that's going on on a file. I feel funny. I've had an interaction with a with a client, with opposing counsel, with another lawyer in my firm that's left me feeling uh, a bit empty, a bit off balance. Phone a practice advisor, talk it out. And then my greatest hope is when folks hang up the phone, they'll be in a position to, you know, take that issue, put it down and move on with their day. And so I think it's just a really important resource that's available to folks. And if you want to get in touch with the practice advisors, there's information that you can access on the Law Society website. You can email, you can phone. And then also we have our new feature through our advice decision-making assistant that Rose mentioned, where you can book a call with a practice advisor in advance. Um, So if you want to schedule a call, that's a really great way to get in touch with us. Another person I should mention who's on the practice advice team is our practice and equity advisor. This is the role uh, that I used to occupy as the equity ombudsperson that we've changed now to the equity advisor. And that's held up now by Sarah Sharp, who's our practice and equity advisor. So 
in addition to being able to give advice on ethics and practice management issues, Sarah can also give advice on issues of discrimination and harassment, including bullying. So if you find yourself in a circumstance where you'd like to or, or need to discuss an issue like that, uh, Sarah is great. Sarah is the person I call when I don't know what to do. So I'd really encourage folks to reach out. Thank you so much for the overview of all the services. Can you tell us how lawyers can access them? Sure. So information about accessing the practice advisors is available on the Law Society website. Uh, There's information on the Lawyers Assistance Program website, which is lapbc.com. And then if you're wanting to access LifeSpeak or Health One, both of those are have a username and a password. If you log into the member portal, you'll be able to see the access information. And then lastly, what can we do as a profession overall? Uh, what can we do to reduce the stigma around mental health? I think that first and foremost, approaching these issues with compassion and understanding, just knowing that you don't have to be perfect. I know Claire mentioned earlier that, you know, it's okay to ask somebody if they're okay. I think that educating yourself about how widespread these issues are, um, especially in the legal profession, but elsewhere too, uh, and learning about stigmatizing language and how to avoid that. Really understanding how to have these difficult conversations will just make it so much easier. Something that I have really enjoyed is another podcast too, the Trauma-Informed Lawyer Podcast with Myrna McCallum. That's a really great place to start. I would also say that recognizing your ability to create change, especially if you're in a position of power, but also, you know, by being open about your own experiences, if that's something you do feel comfortable sharing and doing. I think that something that we have mentioned a couple of times is that national study on the health and wellness determinants of legal professionals in Canada. The executive summary is excellent, a pretty short read, and the recommendations. They go into some depth and provide some great evidence and examples. So especially if you are in a position in a law firm or in your workplace where you can create some of those changes, that would be great. I think mostly something to remember is that your overall well-being includes your mental health. Everybody has it. Um, it can really impact your ability to focus, to make decisions, to solve problems effectively. And it's something that's really important to take into account. I know that personally for me, talking about talking about it has been really important and um seeking therapy when needed. It seems like a big step at first, but believe me, it just gets easier as time goes on. You know, it's like checking in with the doctor or the dentist. If you do have a diagnosis, that can be something that is really empowering. For me, it's really helped me um, putting a name to, you know, some of my, I guess you would call them symptoms. But to me, it's just, it's just regular life. I think the opportunity is there for every single person in every single office that who is a, a lawyer or working in a legal profession to be an example. It's important for people in power to be an example, but just every single person, um, you have the opportunity to be an example of 
what being a lawyer can be. And, and there's, you know, we see traditional examples of, of what that might be in media, but there's nothing wrong uh, with being kind and being well um, and being a ray of sunshine to the people around you. Thank you. That ends our discussion on such a positive note. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that we're able to help you navigate some of the mental health resources and services available and debunk some myths on the subject. Please check out all the resources we talked about on the Lawyer Wellbeing Hub on the Law Society's website, and I'm going to be linking it in the show notes as well. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe to LawCast BC on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have feedback for us, please send us an email at podcasts at lsbc.org.